What made you want to study with Sparlinger? Well, first of all, I simply think he's a great composer. And I'm, I was already, as a, when I was younger, already interested also in politics. And he is well known for being a, a political thinking composer. Yeah, that were the, the reasons. Well, and then um, I informed myself about how is he teaching. And, well, I got some different opinions. Uh, some people really said, oh, he's so cruel. Uh, But I also thought, well, why? Maybe that's good. Uh, <laughs> well, and uh, in a way, he was cruel. Oh, I mean, cruel is too hard. He had a very high level, and he expected a very high high level of thinking from his students. In what way? Like a high level of craft? Like, oh my God, the strings were perfectly voiced? Or a high well, level of idea behind whatever the music is going to be? Of course, of craft. Uh, that was... Um, Of course, he expected this um, already. That was a bit hard because I was very young. I was 20 uh, when I came to the class where most of the other students were 27, 30, 35. Uh, but uh, more important for him was the really a high level of, um, of musical knowledge and of knowledge of philosophy and well everything which is connected to music. Do you think there's a way that you can actually teach somebody? You said you liked it because of his political ideas. Did he teach you his method of thinking politically or did he teach you how to think politically like how does that how does that transfer over from teacher to student it was both what you said um, he teached his um, attitude so to say but that was also a way to teach you not simply to to adopt this attitude but to make your own thoughts but there are there were some students who didn't come to this point um, quite a lot of students adopted his thinking not only political but also simply uh, musical ideas um, for me the goal was uh, not to do the same not to do the opposite but to develop these things uh, sometimes to take them and of other things I'm, criti I'm critical with and I'm there I have maybe opposite thinking now but th the thought was then to de develop it to Think of these things from my point of view, from the younger generation. For example, now dealing with electronics, Spalinger does not at all work with electronics. Uh, yeah, that's true. So that was for me, for example, really a a way of finding then my my own uh, aesthetic by maybe transferring a lot of ideas from Spalinger on the digital means. How did you do that? What did you What did you do with the material? What's the relationship between those two things? Well, for example, I since a lot of years I I am working with with samples, uh, with small parts from other music pieces um, as digital files. And first, I well simply made sampling music, and then it came to my mind that this also has a political aspect of property rights and copyright. And then I started to focus especially on the point of this political aspect of um, sampling music. So did this thinking start with the... I'm thinking of the Gamer piece. 
Is that what you're most well known for? That's kind of what I know you for. I guess when I first heard your name I being can batted estimate, around. Well, it's, it was maybe the, the first piece with which I was um, broader audience that recognized me. Well, then there, there came other pieces. Like I was, I made one um, YouTube, actually a YouTube video, which was seen over five hundred thousand times about financial crisis. Yeah, I I saw that. I, I mean, it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most people who I knew stopped thinking it was funny at the Iraq war thing. Um, yeah, I've, I've got this received this feedback from quite a lot of U.S. Americans. That, oh, really? Uh, did did they did they email you and write yes, you back like yes, like yeah, that's not uh, funny? Yes, yeah, yeah. Or another, I could see a lot of Americans getting offended at that. Yeah, well, know? that was uh, it. Shouldn't be too far, too funny. Yeah, that was my goal. <laughs> but the juxtaposition of those two things. Like horrific death and like ba 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 ba. Of course, that's the that's the general idea of this piece to have this, and this is a very Spalinger idea. Uh, in fact, to have a contradiction. Yeah, um, I always uh, have my old teacher in the background saying it must be contradictory. And um, yeah, for example, in this piece, uh, the the contradiction is between the the financial the, the disaster from or the disasters uh, several disasters from which I took the graphic data and made melodies out of them and then this aesthetic of a children's composition software which of course puts everything into this funny tune this contradiction was the idea of that piece do you think that something like that is you you were saying before, oh, okay, over 500,000. I think I checked it today. I think it was like 520,000 or something like that. Do you think that in order for a piece like that to be successful, it has to attract a lot of attention? Yes. <laughs> I mean, or like, do you think it, uh, do, do you understand what I mean by that? Like maybe another piece that doesn't work with such a topical theme yeah. and is just more purely based on musical structures and abstract thinking i almost feel like that can if that's put together well and it's done well then it can still be considered successful for that without receiving that much attention of course yeah. yes but for something like this the fact that it captured the zeitgeist of like the, this moment mm. and was able to gain a lot of attention that's a, that's almost part of the craft yes. of it and how you make it for me, it's great if I can achieve um, both things. Um, of course, I make pieces which are um, which get twenty clicks on YouTube uh, or which are in concerts played where there are fifteen people. But it's nice also, on the other hand, to achieve. Well, it's also only one time that I had this um, success in terms of um, views on YouTube with this video piece. And with this piece, yeah, it was, as you said, it was part of, part of the thing. It was exactly in this moment of the climax of the financial crisis. And just in this uh, moment, there was this software by Microsoft released, and I put these things together. That was maybe at the right point of time. Yeah. But you said, and I think of also something like the piece you gave me, Living in the Box. And I almost wonder, are those two separate things in your head, two different kind of pieces that... Somehow you're thinking politically well, where you'll literally open a newspaper and turn on the news and see these things. Then you'll have a moment from this one kind of topical news story that's happening or trending. Mm. And then you'll be like, I have an idea for a piece like that. Mm. And then there's like this other part of your head where you're thinking about more musical things that aren't so dependent on an immediate moment. Yeah. Like, how do you think about those yeah. two things? 
in the last year it was pretty separated. So on the one hand, this kind of conceptual pieces uh, related uh, in a very direct way to, for example, political issues. And on the other hand, the concert music, the music for ensembles, uh, where I write a, a score of maybe 100 pages on, and I'm working on such a piece for months uh, and where I'm thinking of every note and everything, so every detail. So this conceptual and this ordinary written music was pretty separated in my work. From, I'm trying to find now some connections. For example, a piece I've just finished um, for Wittenertag of Neue Kammermusik. It has, uh, so to say, a conceptual video idea that I have uh, a video of a football game, a soccer game, and which is switched on and off constantly, on, off, on, off, during the, almost the whole piece. But then I've composed again a lot uh, in all these um, slots between when always when the video is off, then the musicians uh, are playing. Yeah, but at least this part is a kind of ready-made uh, this um, video of a football game which is simply switched on and off all the time or in last year in Darmstadt I had a piece it, it was a normal concert piece for ensemble also with video but then in between I simply put a video piece on its own which is then a very conceptual piece or to explain a bit in detail, uh, an idea of that uh, piece for another ensemble was that I made uh, video footage of some musicians that, for example, I have, especially from the pianist, so that I have, for example, at one section, 30 pianos, which is, of course, in reality, almost not possible, but not difficult to even to do with pre-recording and I also wanted to have it on video so then I had the split screen view on 30 pianists on the video and one live pianist uh, and the rest of the ensemble. So I've used the idea of this um, split screen music so to say which also has a tradition f already from Georges Méliès from 1899 to Queen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody but then I've put a video piece which is called Split Screen Studies, which then uh, are a, a section of small, really conceptual pieces with, with also the idea of um, the split screen of having footage um, seen at once, which was recorded uh, one after the other, but then put, um, so to say, as a chord together. So that was a possibility to combine um, these two aspects in my work and I'm trying now for the future pieces again to find possibilities to combine these two aspects. What kind of reactions do you get from people when you approach when you approach things in that way? What do people who program festivals do they when they ask you to do something are they almost expecting something that isn't just like a piece? They're expecting a type of almost a wit that you have, you know, like, oh, he's going to do yes, something yeah, clever and yeah, witty and make and, and not make. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I haven't met you before, but I know about like I know about you. I was at yes. that concert. I was at that Darmstadt okay. concert. Um, yeah. And that's how I know you. Oh, he's going to do something witty. What's he have to do this time? Oh, it's an outsour it's an outsourcing piece. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's you know that sounds like something he would do. And then an audience member gets up and goes, "Do you really consider this?" And you have to like defend yourself on stage. Yes, and I'm like, yes. "Oh, this is kind of what he's hmm. known for." 
Well, I try to never care of what a um, a commissioner expects from me. But well, I myself and I have my thoughts are going somehow in a certain direction or well, kind of well, you have to specialize yourself to be good. I think somehow if it has to be strong, yeah, I cannot change my style from every piece, even though I, I, I really, for my taste, I, I think I, I try to, to, to go further and find new things in every new piece. Not like well, Lachenmann or Fernieho, who, in my opinion, really wrote, writes oh, always more or less the same piece. Well, I have a, a certain personal style there, there might be the, the case, and in my case, it is connected to these conceptual or um, provocative uh, political things. Yes, and communists uh, somehow expect this. Yeah, as to try to do what I want. Uh, and uh, the question before was, um, how do the listeners react? Uh, maybe interesting to say is that um, it seems to be funny <laughs> that people yeah, are laughing my pieces which uh, i which is never the goal of, uh, for me do you get uh, upset when they laugh when you know when somebody people were laughing in that nadar concert yeah it wasn't at you it was like it was a wit that was in the thing itself yes that was almost yeah. i felt like I, that was expected of like i i chuckled and acknowledged that yeah. something like mm -hmm. quick happened you know something yeah. clever happened and I always thought, I was like, oh, he wants me to chuckle right now. Or he wouldn't have done this obvious clever thing. It should have wits, yeah, that's true. But not the intention to be that it's f funny that people should laugh. Well, it's okay, it's great when people laugh. That's a good reaction. But it's really not the, the, the primary intention that there is a joke in it. But, well, on the other hand, I hear if people complaining oh new music is never funny and um, i don't want to be funny but it obviously it has some fun with it so well that's nice uh, but it was already from when i was a student and and really with ordinary written pieces uh, with nothing uh, no performance or video in addition and but already in in the pure music people said oh it has a kind of comedy like uh, style well, okay, well, that's that seems to be my way of writing music. <laughs> you said before that you have to specialize yourself. Why does one have to specialize in themselves? Well, not because uh, to, to, to be a, a brand. Does it make sense? Pr saying brand? No. Brand? Eine uh, Marke uh, in German. Uh, that you are a... Fremd? Um, did you say friend or premed? No, no, brand. B-R-A-N-D. Oh, brand. Yeah. Is that brand? Oh, Why didn't fuck. You fuck. <laughs> well, I don't mean to, to specialize, uh, not to be to be a brand, that, that there's something you are well known for and therefore you can be bought all the time uh, for everything. Not because of that, but simply to to gain a certain uh, strength uh, with it you have to constantly think about things in music and develop these things uh, that's i think that's not done with one piece um, yeah for example the gema piece i did in 2008 uh, about copyright with sampling this, i mean that was one idea you could say um, maybe not a, not a bad idea but so it's a kind of conceptual um, idea this idea I had at once, you could say, but in fact, I was working for years with sampling and I've 
with pro programming with it and making pieces with more and more samples. And then after years, then I had the idea, hey, you could really do a piece with over 70,000 uh, samples in 33 seconds and then register this with over 70,000 registration forms. Is that, is that the maximum amount possible no. within? Yeah. No, of course, it could be more, but, but it was for me the maximum of registration forms I could fill out. Uh, it already cost me over 1,000 euros, which and you don't get a, a, a grant uh, uh, or a stipend for such a piece. So that was uh, that was the reason for it this cost, number. It cost you money to fill out those forms? Well, the paper and the, the ink. <laughs> you know? It costs you 70,000 pages is around 1,000. Uh... Um, yeah, but the, the ink was, was more and more expensive, you know, than, than the paper. Sheets. I didn't even uh, think about that. I didn't yeah, even think about too. costs. That was, that was my problem that I only calculated the paper costs and not ink. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you can add. They, you can't ask them to mail you a form, I guess. I guess not. Did you know news crews were going to be there? Cruise. Like uh, that, you you run you run news. I I, uh, yes. I looked at the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Well, I um, well I've published um, in advance a video to announce this um, performance uh, or this music theater piece. So of course that was there. Was the desire that television is there. But let me uh, remain to the, for the question before with specialization. Yeah, that also uh, a simple idea needs can can need years of, of thinking about all these things until you come to this point of having this idea. That's why I think there's a need for specialization. But the specialization um, is not necessarily only on the on a direct musical surface. Yeah, I would. Yeah, my specialization could be described as thinking of conceptual conceptual music nowadays, of um, working with foreign material, and out of this specialization of this aesthetic in general, then come up can come up a piece like uh, a so-called uh, music theater piece uh, with the registration of seventy thousand um, registration forms. Or an internet video piece um, of where I use data from the financial crisis and of Iraq war. Or then outsource the composition, again a kind of sampling, but now sampling done, so to say, in... Um, I'm not taking simply foreign music pieces as samples, but I let I, I give foreign composers the task to to write music which should sound like mine. So this all, all comes up from my thinking. But the now, but the pieces then are different media, and yeah, and, and they sound different. Do you worry about or have come to a realization about you know what I mean by if I say shelf life? No. By how long its lasting power is, it runs the risk of being dated relatively quickly. What? A piece about outsourcing. Okay. Yeah. Or about like, the financial crisis. Or about the financial. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a yeah. much better example, yeah. actually, because yeah. outsourcing is something that's probably going to be an issue for much longer time to come. But this financial crisis yes. and those yeah. specific maps mm -hmm. are. It's like a piece about a six month period that, of course, everybody now resonates well with because we all we all remember reading the newspaper and freaking out if something really bad was going to nobody yeah. knew what was going to happen so the contradiction that you're going for like people really feel that mm -hmm. viscerally because they remember looking at those charts yeah. and shitting their pants and all of a sudden there's happy music in the background people listening to this years from now may not had have even been assuming that they're going to be listening to it may not have 
any memory of that event. Maybe they were three. You yes, know, yeah. maybe it was before they were born. Who is Lehman Brothers? What what brothers are they? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Lehman Brothers. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's a that's a company that fucked up and got arrogant and didn't think that the Fed was going to let them fail, and then the mm -hmm. Fed let them fail, and then it caused this whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. We have a very kind of emotional attachment to that because we lived through it, and yeah, that's what makes yeah. it very effective. Yeah. And if you remove that emotional attachment, then the contradiction is only there objectively if you know about the event. Yeah. So I think because of that, the risk of the piece actually not, literally not being as good as it was when you put it out yes, is yeah. there. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's that's simply okay for me. It's uh, Nothing is for eternity. And But a lot of composers do think that way, though, don't yes. they? Right? I mean, they, I mean have, they have the genius I, I mean, complex. I can, I can say, well, at least I don't know how this piece will be perceived in in 20 years or in 50 years if anyone at all listens yes to what i mean like if still, but yeah. if yeah but at least it was made for for youtube and there it was first kind of success and then also newspaper also television brought it and now it's also in, already in the museum in, uh, in the have you watched the darmstadt uh, exposition um it, it did not in, in darmstadt there was in the time not only in the time but uh also in the where the course was there was in a museum in Darmstadt quite a famous oh museum yeah, yeah, in yeah 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 I remember that actually if you can believe it or not I did not I did oh, not go really to really missed something uh, the thing is Dar Darmstadt for me personally was just that type of environment of like that festival environment mm -hmm. I don't do well in mm -hmm. and I had a performance opportunity there uh -huh. which is I had a piece performed there which mm -hmm. is why I was there in the first place but the actual mm -hmm. like getting into the course and The way people talk to one I another is yeah. like it's it's very like I disengage and have like yeah. maybe a small group of people who I'll hang out with, yeah. but we won't even talk about music. But you should you know? have gone to the to the I know I fucked up, but uh, yeah, which yeah. is really great. I mean, it was an exposition of music, which is an uh, interesting thing. Of course, it was about John Cage, um, but that was um, yeah. a big exposition. It was um, And you were in it in any way. Getting back to it, you were you got into piece it. This was yeah. shown also in this um, exposition, and uh, in a further exposition in in Switzerland this year will be shown. So it still lives and seems to be still interesting, even though this crisis from 2009 is over. Other crises came up since then. It is still well. I think in very general, I believe in newness. Can you say this? Um, yeah. Why not? There was something new about it. The idea of transcribing um, stock exchange values into melodies, that's not my idea. That was um, several others had it before. But to have this contradiction with, uh, with the composition software and also the question also of authorship, by the way, who composed this music actually man, it was composed, so to say, by the managers and composed by the, by the computer, by the algorithms and by the software programmers of microsoft i think there is something new about this piece also i think a, a kind of new aspect is that i say this is new music even though it is in c major more or less and it is in four fourth beats um, but this is new music i say because no pop musician would do such a piece in a conceptual way this could only be done and could only come up from new music thinking Which I think is also gives this piece a kind of bit of historical quality. 
But it's not the actual content; it's and the so making of the that has the story. Like around, like, yeah, yeah, like uh, around this, like this piece is interesting because around this time, lots of people were thinking in a similar way, were putting things together a certain way, and somehow that captured that that type of wit and turning something on its head captures a moment in time that it's in, that will last. Yeah, you know, but the actual thing itself, yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 never be able to hit people yeah. the way it I mean, hits could, somebody who lived through it. But you could it. also say that crisis is unfortunately. I think it will take some hundreds of years uh, until there won't be any more financial crisis. Uh, so and unfortunately, there will be still wars with uh, with dead soldiers um, for quite some time. So. <laughs> in yeah, this terms, yeah, yeah. it also has unfortunately for some time will be has a, a thing that can be uh, in the content if be, it's done yeah, yeah 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 if yeah. it's if it's done very well and, um, like i almost think of like a bob dylan protest song is still something that okay so that was about vietnam but you can still turn it on now and it'll still be like oh that actually yeah. still resonates me and is kind of eerily comparable to what's going yeah. on today I mean, everything becomes historic, and um, and the best case is when it's when when at all people still sometimes listen to it. A few people listen to it. I mean, there's in other arts there is in Germany, that's so to say my tradition, poems and plays by Bertolt Brecht, uh, communist um, author. This is completely outdated. This um, political thinking he he was constantly um, using but still his uh, way of using language so the, the way the, the aesthetic in a formal and structural way was was new and um, has a big quality still are, are you okay with actually not having a sonic consistency well i also have a one piece is a music theater piece yeah. the piece that you sent me was with samples but an instrumental piece and then the outsourcing piece was yeah well but there sounded is, like an outsourced piece yeah, yeah. yes um, but it was also the task to imitate my style so there, there might be a certain style available that can be um, copied um, the concert hall pieces the pieces i'm writing really scores they have a consistent musical style more or less so the idea, for example, uh, I described before with my um, recent written piece that switched on and off and on and off. I did this in pieces since five years, but it was always only one idea in between other ideas. It was only in a small section uh, in my piece in Donna Eschingen last year. There was one part, but there was also a video switched on and off for 40 seconds. And now uh, I wanted to focus especially only on this idea in a whole piece of 16 minutes you know i didn't i didn't hear that don't ashing in peace but i heard that you body slammed a cello on it yeah uh, you see what i'm getting at here a, a little piece, bit that's, yeah that's yeah different. that was not my my piece I oh yeah 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 no i know that wasn't the piece but yeah. that was that was also kind of this moment of theater i'm just wondering how you think because you get you you get more attention for a moment like that than the actual yes. thing that you did. The controversy distracts from the yes. thing, right? So I, it's, I didn't hear that Don Eschigan piece, but I, I heard about what you did. I heard that you bound a violin and a cello together, and mm. then you yes. jumped on it. Yes. And at the Ultrashawl, it was 
almost more about like the process of you explaining what how you outsource the piece that you had to come up in between each movement and talk about okay now i sent it to china and now i looked it back i didn't like it so i sent it back to the guy in india and then the guy yelled out mm-hmm. at the con you had to defend yourself and it mm-hmm. almost became more about that moment than the actual work and is are you okay with that does that bother you that does that that's different from piece to piece well I, I can well there are pieces where for sure the actual sonic result is maybe not primary well with with this outsourcing piece um, i i regret a bit that most people react like this that they yeah, say they that's a big more... difference but what, like you said the sonic result is not the end process that's a big difference from most composers yes, who, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, this is, I mean, this is, you could say, this is good old uh, conceptual tradition. Yeah, Saul Levitt in 1967 described conceptual art, not music, but art in general, that the idea is maybe more important than the the actual um, result that can be seen. But in music, this is uh, quite uh, still not a common way of thinking. Yeah, and I just made a piece like an. A, 11 hour long piece of sonification of all poems of Georg Drake, which uh, you cannot listen to this longer than 30 seconds because it's completely boring. That was fun, you could say, to do that. Um, it was, of course, very clear nobody will ever listen to 11 hours of binary code played on a violin. In other pieces, I regret when people are too much distracted from the provocation aspect yeah at the ultraschall concert or when, when there are performance of this outsourcing piece i always try to say but listen to the music also do not only wait until the next time i come on stage uh, i think the music is really interesting and worth listening to it um, you have to listen to it in a different way it's not the way you listen normally to the music pieces where you then judge did the composer had good ideas did he write the piece uh, in a good way also it's really a different uh, way of listening to such a music piece um, where there was such a special task for uh, a composer who normally doesn't write new music and there are pieces where um, for example the, the Don Eisching piece uh, which was the commission I've written one and a half year on this piece uh, I really thought on every frequency and every uh, in every tone really really in, in every detail in these 16 minutes or 15 minutes of that that's piece. a shame because uh, what do people know it for now, you know and but then came very. Um, but you must have kind of expected that you were going to get this attention by doing this. Yes, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't going to be this thing that people. You I know. mean, then it came only two weeks before Dona Eshing, and then there was the question if there we should do something because of this orchestra merge and uh, Johannes. Okay, then there is, is a crucial point. Uh, now then they come to me because I am this, this young, um, provocative... Uh, they asked you to yes, do something? Yes, uh, half, half year before I was already um, signing together with 14 other artists uh, a open letter against this merch. So I was already um, in this uh, whole discussion. But then, yeah, it was the, the, the desire of some people that in Donaueschingen something must happen because of this orchestra merge. 
and they had very bad ideas and they realized well these ideas are bad and then okay let's ask Johannes, I, no uh, idea I, ideas of how to protest or yes, ideas of how yes. to not have it merge yeah ideas how to protest so yeah. they they were so they were sitting in a room without you coming up with yes. that like oh yeah, what if that, we yeah they had the okay let's let's play a chorale by Johann Sebastian Bach um, es ist genug or something like this <laughs> which was really bad ideas and yeah and then they asked me come on you maybe you have an idea okay well of course i'm on your side and um, give me two days so maybe i have an idea well and then okay i had an idea which was I'm, i was not sure if, if this idea was good um, but okay i thought let's try it um, to take the cello and the violin out of the orchestra and bind them together as a symbol for this uh, merge and then destroy them yeah, so you took a risk. You were like, I don't know how this is going to yes, work yeah, out. And you're like, was, oh, well, was, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Then you got up in front of everybody and just took that took that risk. And you I know. mean, yeah, well, in the end, I had a good feeling. I thought, yeah, it was, it's good. But uh, before, I was not so sure. I mean, it was also really more difficult than it looked like. Um, it really could have happened that the violin falls down after two seconds. It is really a, not a good construction. It's not so easy. Okay, but then in the end, it worked well. And it was, and this performance was supposed to be in the newspapers, of course, and was supposed to be that it gains attention because it's this um, disaster with the orchestra um, should get attention. But yeah, my donation, my real donation piece the day after in the concert so to say suffered a bit well but it's not so so in the back of their head they're like that's the guy that the, you know the guy the, the guy who bound a violin and cello and then broke them we're listening yeah. to his that was in the back of their head yeah. not just the actual work itself well i think it's not so so terrible like i, th I think people are still able to to listen to, to yeah, yeah i'm sorry I'm, maybe i'm exaggerating the, the point a little bit i mean first of course in the week after after the festival the first thing that people who haven't been to the festival the first thing they see then are pictures or a video from of course this spectacular performance and not of a piece where every frequency was thought of and, and everything well but that's a short-term effects in the end it's not not really a problem for me. But it's a short-term effect, but in a certain way, if you do it over and over again, it becomes a long-term effect, right? I mean... Yeah, I can also offer music, which uh, I hope people You do, like. but you do. I'm and, not, say, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying you people, don't. I'm not saying you don't. if people want to uh, are fed up with this performance concept stuff, then there is maybe music to listen to. So, well, I like to do both, and I constantly do both and well if it's more attractive or more famous uh, or with more fame to to do these uh, performances well that's then, then that's the case and i and you know i think it's i think it's great that you do both i just also think it's in a certain in a certain way with the way people work and how media grabs attention it's a shame that one damages the other well thus far i'm still commissioned for for real score concert okay so yeah, pieces. yeah so if it there would really come the point where people would only ask me for in fact it's the opposite um, much more commissions are for real uh, concert hall music still these performance concert pieces are often 
without commissions. Uh, I mean, such a uh, YouTube piece is simply made for YouTube. Yeah, in just in between my other work, then I want to do such things and I simply do them. How do you want people to take in something what, mm. with what you do? How do you want it to affect them? I would say it's, um, for me, always the idea of, um, of having a, a strong contradiction. Contradictions, they have, the, or do you say a, dy- a dynamic? Um, dynamic. An, an own, yeah, a contradiction have, I cannot, uh, I cannot estimate when I have two poles, um, for example, in this uh, simple or good, easy to understand example is this um, video with uh, data from financial crisis. Every half tone, every half tone down downwards is in fact billions of dollars lost, uh, but then played with an aesthetic of a children's composition tool, which um, expresses the opposite, uh, in fact, of this disaster. Yeah, and I cannot estimate the, the individual um, listener uh, what he thinks about this. Uh, on which, yeah, there's this tension. You could say tension, the tension between such poles, uh, and this is the thing in, I try almost always in pieces to achieve well this tension and these poles can be very different things but to have these two poles and in between there is a a moving tension yeah something which is not perfectly clear what that what's causing that tension you mean that's that's not what's clear what uh, causes the tension or the tension itself it's not, not clear what point of view then the listener um, has to it or well it has simply um, you are you're in as a listener you are in between these two poles and this makes the the, the aesthetic tension of a piece um, i would say that would for me be the, the also the the quality of, of a piece that it has this tension describe to me now the tension okay so that those are two t- obvious tensions within again the more Theatrical, political yes, ideas. Yeah. Describe the tension for me in the piece that I'm going to play in uh, Living oh, yeah, okay. in a Box. What's the um, two, what are the two poles in that? Well, you could say on a very structural way is there is the, the um, third movement of that piece is, um, is the idea of having th- th- three toplets against um, two toplets? Yeah, three against two. Three against two. Yeah. But a very structural thing that some of these two tempo layers are always uh, on top of each other and they are moving forward and backwards. Um, so this is again um, really then a musical structural contradictory idea of uh, the idea of uh, a tension between two things uh, to give uh, such an example. Or in that piece in the first um, part there was the idea of virtuosity and the idea of using instrument samples. I have a big data base of um, of instrument samples so of single sounds from from instruments so piano in pianissimo in mezzo forte in forte and fortissimo so it's over i don't know 80000 uh, uh, files i have from all the instruments and i'm constantly uh, collecting more of these um, samples so it's so to say to have not only a player piano like nankaro had but a ho- complete player ensemble which is combined with the real ensemble, um, Ensemble Modern, who is um, playing together with this um, e-player uh, or player ensemble from the loudspeakers. Yeah, to have a kind of competition or playing together or different ways, kinds of playing together. And yeah, there's again the idea of gaining a tension out of concept and that, but then it's really 
compose and then also samples from virtuosic music from Brian Fernio, for example, um, which is almost not recognizable, but it's this mixed uh, together with the, the, the player's um, life. So this is that would be an approach when I really think of music and nothing else.
you think it's more difficult to express an abstract piece of music as two different contradictions than it is something more concrete that people like and, and topical that people yes, can grab well, onto because you're like oh three against two that's a contradiction but I, I i hear threes against twos constantly in in music and even something fairly old school like a you know ligety polyrhythm and you you don't hear that as a contradiction you hear that as a technique even though technically if you're gonna break it down mathematically, yeah, there's a contradiction in pulse, but you don't hear it like um, that. Well, okay, so it was a very, very uh, one in one sentence said. Well, in fact, um, this, this next idea was with this three against two was that inside of each layer, so in this um, triplets layer, there's um, always a Klangfarben melody. I think the term is also used in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's uh, talking about Schoenberg, like uh, yeah, yes, yeah, the uh, original that's term. You have a chord um, which is always in this pulse, um, which is then three against two with another chord. But this chord itself is always changing in the color, um, so it has uh, inside rhythm in it. And the other chord in the tuplets is also has this um, Klangfarben melody, and there are then these. Klangfarben, they are, but then um, have make another melody, so to say, or there are other connections then occurring between the klang, different klangfarben from the other layer. So there is um, a kind of synthesis out of this, um, if I call it a contradictory um, approach first. So now I'm using more and more sentences to explain this idea. My new question was, yes, uh, sure, there are other concepts can be described very, very easily. But when talking really about music and talking about pitches and rhythms and Klangfarben, maybe you cannot then really call it a contradiction. I mean, is a C and a C sharp, is that a contradiction? Um, that's uh, then the difficulty of describing music with words. Isn't it harder to do it without a topical or concrete concept to express that type of contradiction. Like you just described to me, you, you just, you just, okay. So I was like this polyrhythm, this two over three is technically when you talk about it can be described as a contradiction, but that's not good enough. And then you're like, but this is also what I did. And then you had this entire big strategy of how you would bring that idea out. And it's, I mean, that's good. That's actually, that's a craft. But that takes a lot more thought, a lot more process, and a lot more, you know, uh, a lot more thinking. And also trial and error to see if it actually works in a sonic reality than it normally would be if you go, hey, I'll outsource this, and then I'll outsource it again, and then I'll outsource it again. And then people are really going to be like, wow, that look, people see where you're going with it a lot clearer Mm -hmm. than something that's more abstract. Yeah, well, okay, that's a problem of uh, of describing it. Um, but again, but there are then again people who who say, okay, nice, it's outsourced. I've understood the idea, but do I have to listen to this music then? People say, hey, I want really to to listen to music with with every detail and and with structure and all these and polyrhythms or whatever. Yeah, so there are different tastes, so different expectations. Um, it's for different people or different tastes. Uh, one. They they love these conceptual ideas, uh, and the others um, they don't like them. Yeah, but when I, for example, give lectures, indeed, I like more to talk about these easy to explain uh, concepts. In fact, yeah. What makes you find an idea in something? 
yeah how do these ideas come from uh, yeah i really thought um, i have this problem at the moment with this gentrification of berlin and i would like to to do something artistically with this problem but i don't have an idea <laughs> and I, i don't want to repeat so of course i could get to take again some some describing charts and make uh, melodies out of them in a certain way you can't yeah. do that because people are expecting yeah, something because so, that, uh, the people you know if if they're expecting to be shocked and provoked from you then you doing the same thing uh, is not going to do yeah, that and yeah, yeah well that's simply boring for myself that's yeah. uh, i've done it i think i've brought the idea to everything this idea has you know, uh, there's not really something sub substantial to be still done with it uh, for me so yeah i don't have an idea unfortunately about this personal but not, not only personal but it's a very general problem um, with gentrification but i don't have an idea with this um, so um, yeah where do the ideas come from well i'm I'm thinking day and night about about music, about politics of music, about uh, all the influences and how things can be expressed with music um, or with also other media. Well, I am a composer, I'm a musician, of course, not a video artist, but I'm using video in a way to understrike an idea to, yeah, for, for several reasons, in a conceptual way, I'm using other media and performing myself even though i'm not an actor yeah so and then in the night there comes maybe an, an idea i'm always uh, having always paper with me or i'm writing to my mobile phone i write down every small the smallest uh, idea and worst ideas uh, one second later i think oh no that's bullshit but come on no i write it down So you have to publish that. I would love. I, I, I would love to see the bad uh, ones. To tell you the truth, I would be like, he thought about doing maybe, that. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. But first of all, this is also, this is a way of, of professionalization. I mean, that's that's uh, this is interesting. I was a composer since I'm nine. I'm composing, and first of all, of course, you're you you make so to say expressionistic music so you're you're expressing your feelings with music and i would say i've done i i've done that until 2008 of course combined with with electronics and with structural ideas and everything but it was pure music and it was so to say i could write one piece after the other out of out of this basic expression i have in in my body and in my mind i can compose pieces yeah and then It came to this idea after working with with a lot, a big big amounts of samples, to make this piece about copyright, um, to make this registration action with the GEMA in Berlin. Yeah, well, I had this idea already for for two years, I think, and I told people this idea, and I thought someone has to do this, and then finally I said, okay, I do it, and then I did it. It was quite a success someone uh, has to do it yes yeah really? nobody else would do it you know actually in theory i bet you i, I was was going to say this before that i think a lot of the people at the donation who wanted to protest i bet you they had some ideas actually and they were mm. like ah uh, i really don't want to get up on stage mm. you know johannes will do it let's ask him because he's done stuff like that before you know yes uh, like they wanted yeah, something outrageous really, I, and i, I mean, don't think they had the balls to do something outrageous and they were worried about maybe like the political pushback or yeah. taking the risk and looking dumb 
And then they're like, you know what, Johannes, Johannes takes that yeah, risk that's... all the time, every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, let's let, let's see if he'll do it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I always tell people my ideas. It's never I never make a secret out of it uh, until I, I I publish it as a piece. So that's I mean, I have never the fear that someone will would copy it because nobody does. <laughs> and so, but I wanted to say in 2008, then I made this, and this was so to say my first big success. Um, yeah, and then from what, so to say, from from one day to the next, I was not no longer only a composer, but a performance artist, yeah, and a conceptual artist. And okay, uh, that was quite new for myself. And when I started to think more, of course, I thought, hey, can I do this again? In in, in somehow again this kind of art uh, with music, or the idea that the the actual realization that you were good at it. Hey, I can do this yes, actually, yes. and this is something probably not everybody can do. Yes, Think like this yes. way, come up with these ideas, and not worry so much about public opinion that I'm willing to get in a fight on stage with an angry audience member. Yes, yeah. yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, or oh, yeah, okay, that's that was a success. I have ideas which are maybe not so bad. Um, is it possible to somehow follow this further? Yeah, and then okay, this is different from sitting at the morning on the morning on the desk and having the sheet of paper and writing notes. Okay, I have to simply remain in bed and think about uh, concepts. So this the way of working then has really changed. But there, this came this I would call professionalization that I then really start to write down every thought, um, and then you some thoughts might be good or then can be followed further so really i've read books well that in in the literature there's this creative writing uh, tradition since uh, years and yeah i've read books about creative strategies how you can develop ideas how you you can get ideas with um, writing down in different ways using random generators i'm I'm working a lot in fact with um, random generators um, on the computer taking big uh, amount of, of books I have uh, as files uh, digitally and then with random generators simply pick out six words from this very very big base and these six words they might get a connection which leads me to an idea for example okay so you do a lot of exercises like that then like yes, yeah. this this is going to be a random result but maybe whatever happens also, i'll find something in it and also yeah. um, then again with really composing well i've written my own composition software since five or six years now so i'm composing almost only on the computer and there i also i have a kind of notation surface where i'm so to say writing ordinarily music and then i have a section of one minute and then I start, okay, now the computer shall make a remix, make uh, with random operations, uh, with, do you say random or chance operations? Chance operations has a, you can say chance, but that has the John Cage association. Okay, yeah. But if you say that's, random operations, I think that's a better description okay, of what you're, you're going not, for. Uh, not about Cage. Uh, yeah. yeah, random operation simply change, change the pitches with a given deviation and with a given probability or change the instrumentation, make a new formal remix of it. So I really then let the computer compose. But of course, the computer is not really a a composer in in the sense that he has a taste or something. He simply throws the dices. And of course, a lot of chunk comes out of it. But also then there come up some combinations which are 
interesting, which which I like. And again, this is this um, approach is um, how to say scientifically described. These are evolutionary algorithms. Yeah, it's like an evolution that the, gen, the how to say that your genetic material with every um, yeah. But then what's and then what your brain is the environment that it has to survive yes, in. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like my ear is then the the survival of the fittest is simply my taste do I like it or not. Yeah, and those who survive then yeah if there is oh, for example I think eighty thousand samples of single tones from all the instruments. Yeah, and I thought it would be interesting to make chords which are not never possible even if you have an orchestra of 120 people but to make chords with eight different marimba mallets and with four bass clarinets and uh, three piccolo flutes and three pianos and combinations um, like that but how do you start then with, when you have 80,000 samples you can calculate how much uh, possible combinations there are uh, so it's almost impossible to to start with any systematical approach so i simply started the random operations combine any say make 12 chords of 12 samples 12 samples out of these 80,000 samples simply by chance and of course then a lot of chords are not interesting then there's one interesting, then I look, okay, what's the structure of this chord? Okay, it's uh, two vibraphones, one marimba phone, it was a hi-hat, it was uh, two pianos. Okay, and then, yeah, that's that's like in, in the evolution how a new race is born. Yeah, there is a, a genetic div deviance, yeah, the difference. Uh, say, which has a it's a, well effect, it's a, function, yeah, a new function yeah. of living on earth yeah and a better and you know and a better way of dealing with whatever your ear throws at it that of course, yeah, in my yeah, case yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a better way of you know reaching your sensitivities yeah. Yeah. you know yeah but it's like that like in evolution that simply spoken that the eye was invented by chance by any genetic combinations then uh, the first uh, animal on earth had so to say a light sensor and this light sensor was helpful for finding different food and so. And then there comes up a new animal race, which has eyes. Yeah? And so with this chord I like, then I can make a whole race of these kind of chords. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a way of I'm, I'm, like how I compose. Yeah. I think species is the word you're... Species, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think so. Race has a different yeah. connotation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you please then later cut uh, everything? Yeah, yeah, I'll get everything out. Just, I say, just say species a bunch of times. Species, species, species. Okay, so yeah. Now yeah, you yeah, can... Yeah. Um, I like that way of thinking a lot, but I almost picture that eventually it's something that you won't have to do anymore because you'll have found like you said you find something you grab onto it it works it evolves it adapts it refines within your you know within the environment of your head mm -hmm. and then it's there and it's taking up this space and now it becomes this established thing that you don't you can go to automatically Oh, what do I do for this section of music? Oh, I know. There's this thing that it took me forever to develop and evolve, and maybe it started out with a random process, but now I don't need that random process anymore to go to it. Right. So in a certain way, over time, you're becoming less and less dependent on generating random processes because you have all of these, quote, species in your head already that you can go to. Might be the case. I mean, really, with my Donna Eshing piece, really for weeks, I only made chords. Yeah? So I have now... A big amounts of chords which i of course in the actual piece uh, only used 
30 of them, 30 out of, again, 500, which which are good in my opinion. So I still have now this pool of chords that I can again use in other pieces. Yeah, of course, so this is a kind of basic work, which is then helpful for for several pieces. You're collecting a vocabulary. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so to yeah, say. Yeah. Yes. Do you find that you get more... Colleagues always criticize one another. How do you deal with criticism from some of the more conservative, narrow-minded kind of idea of what composition should be from other colleagues? Mm. Or colleagues that really kind of disagree with what you're doing in an almost aggressive way how do you like how do you handle that how do you deal with it do you think it's valid do you think it's okay no the the aggressive way that's that's uh, i have problems with that that's i mean critique is is important but it's also always hurting i mean you are working so much and deep with your stuff that it's always is also hurting critique but yeah, of course. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, I'm, I have to be glad that there is critique. A thing that should be spoken out much, much more is that, and I'm sure that's the case, that debates about aesthetics are in new music are also debates about money. Um, because, unfortunately, we are competitors, you say? Yeah, um, competitors. Um, competitors. Yeah. Commissions, um, we need money. Yeah, You cannot simply sell something, you have to get a commission or get somehow these uh, possibilities and opportunities that your music is um, played. Yeah, and often I have the experience that aggressive uh, critiques so, uh, critiques is is envy and jealousy and it's because of opportunities to to get further commissions uh, i mean you could say everyone so you you're saying if there's a lot more money floating around if there was theoretically double the money in the arts then there would be 50 percent less aggression towards composers to, towards one another Okay, that's. Uh, I mean, that's a ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of um, course, I'm not. But like okay, some, something maybe, along those lines, along that logic, yeah. that the, the the lack of money and what we do actually creates a type of jealousy and resentment that is somehow disguised as a le- aesthetic discussion. Yes. Yeah. Okay, mine is not only of money, it's also of attention you get. You know? But I think, I mean, we all could say everyone can compose what he wants. But of course, uh, I would never say you shouldn't compose like this. Everyone can compose what he wants. Uh, so what is the problem? And of course, uh, there's a lot of music I don't like. Uh, I don't like almost everything from um, Wolfgang Riem or from, from Jörg Wiedmann. Uh, uh, I really don't like this music. But, well, they can compose what they want. Then the, the problem starts that they are played so often and there's so much money is spent for this music. No? There you can start really to, to ask, is this music worth being played and is this music worth so much financial effort? There the, the, the discussion begins. What they are actually writing, that Wolfgang Riem is writing a piece with cliches, I think, where Jörg Wiedmann is writing music, which is, for me, in a formal sense, boring and naive and traditional. He can write what he wants. I cannot forbid him this, and it doesn't make sense to say, well, this is a traditional way of composing. 
then the answer is, well, that's your opinion, but my opinion is different. Okay, everything is, uh, everyone can do what he wants. So, yeah, the question starts, starts only when the question is about money. Yes. No one yes, says, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no one goes, you know what, this is about money, but I think I should have money and you shouldn't have money. Nobody says that. They're like, I have these aesthetic problems with what he's doing because of A, B, C, and D. Because of that, it's not valid. And the secret thing is, wink, wink, yeah. what I'm doing is valid. Yeah. My, Hand I mean, me over the cash. Okay, yeah. sometimes I ask myself, for example, this uh, action in Donau Eschingen at the opening concert, which took a lot of attention, there was really, really aggressive uh, critique from some guys after that, uh, from composers, only from composers. I, uh, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think it's uh, this, this money thing uh, is, is definitely the case there and jealousy and thing. But I also have the impression sometimes that, yeah, some composers, they still think a composer is composing music. Um, and when they see then a guy going on stage and doing these uh, things, which they, they feel really feel like embarrassed. And uh, this is not something a composer should do. This is not his um, cup of tea or his thing. This seems to be really a problem for... I, I, think, I think they're also thinking of skill level when they think that. Like that yeah. took they look at that and they'd say that took no effort or skill. Like you didn't train for six years at the university so you could mm, you jump yeah, on a cello, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's, I think that's how they're thinking about it. And then they're like, and he's getting all this attention for that. And be, that should be attention. That should be going towards me because what I'm doing is like the labored, you know, coming up with the orchest orchestrational difference to solve the two against three contradiction yes. rather than yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, even the thing that you described before very well, that's, of course, these attention-grabbing uh, things, yeah, they are attention-grabbing and might be first distracting from from this very differentiated and complex and difficult uh, music things. Yeah, that's that's a, a, a problem of perception, in fact. Yeah, the, the problem I have within a piece like this outsourcing Fremdarbeit piece where people are much more listening to the moderation than to the actual music. And then in Donau Eschingen also, um, after this spectacular performance, uh, people really had difficulties to, to listen to the first real orchestra piece by um i forgot the name wow see even uh, see look at that even your own action uh, distracted from the yeah. yes yeah and and, the, and also the, by the way also the orchestra musicians said it was really hard for them playing them the piece because they were so they didn't know that this will happen uh, yeah that's that, that's that's a, a perceptual problem and i can okay there i can bit understand that that composers then become jealous that um, there comes competition from other media, which are so with this media, uh, you can very simply draw attention, and this is then uh, with the loss for the for the music. Okay, I can a bit understand this problem. Yeah. Do you think you have to solve it? For me, that's not no problem at all. I mean, what people think, well, that's I cannot care so much about that and. I'm following simply the ideas what I, the, uh, that I have and the, the, the pieces I want to do in music or in concept performance way. So, okay, I, I don't care. I think that's a good place to end the interview. Okay. But uh, yeah, thank you for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>